Hi, and welcome to another episode of Not For Nothing. As I'm sure you could probably guess, today's a very special episode because... I am doing Birthday in the Bunker Part 2. Last week, I did Birthday in the Bunker for my birthday, where I turned the entire show over to Ethan so that he could ask me a few more probing questions than I usually get into on the show about myself and let the listeners really get to know me a little better. Today, I want to do the same for my very best friend in all the world, Sarah Cooper. You know Sarah. She comes on the show a lot because she's the person who knows me the most. And this show is all about the conversations that I navigate my life with. And I don't have conversations with anybody more than I have with Sarah Cooper. And we talk about everything and anything. But usually when she comes on the show, it's a very specific topic, namely Cher or Lucille Ball here recently, because we both love to talk about the things we love, but we also like to rant and rave. But today we're going to do something a little different. On Sunday, I sat down with Sarah and discussed a deep, on a deeper level our friendship. She thinks that that is the episode. She and I talking about how we met and some of the adventures we've been on. But this episode is so much more than that. I've got some surprises for her and I think you're going to really enjoy these surprises as well. And while you're listening, I want you to really think about your own best friend and think about the family you've chosen in your life and what that means to you because friendship is really, really, really important. And I think we realize that now more than ever. So I want this show to be an opportunity for you to just relax and enjoy mine and Sarah's friendship and and put the troubles that this world is facing in the back of your head for just a little bit and enjoy some great music and some fun stories and just a little bit of time to think about your best friend. Happy birthday. Thank you. So we're doing something today that makes you incredibly uncomfortable. We're making you the center of attention. Lucky me. <laughs> Are you not at all at least a little bit excited about your birthday? I mean, I am. It's not exactly how I intended to celebrate it. Well. Um but I don't think anyone has planned these last three months exactly how they've gone. So. No, every, I've, I've, many people I know have had birthdays in April, and it was all just like, I sat at home. I did nothing. It's so. very reminiscent to when the 2011 tornadoes hit Alabama. Mm-hmm. In the sense that they happened in the, 20, they happened on the 20, 27th. The 27th of April. Mm-hmm. And the state went into panic mode for about three weeks. Recovery, you know, natural disaster, all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. So it's very familiar in that sense. So I'm like, this is not the weirdest way I spent my birthday. Because the last time right. that happened, we moved into our rental house around that time. Oh, that's true. I was still, I remember that I woke up in my apartment on that same street um and because uh, the day we woke up after the tornadoes happened was my birthday 
And yeah. I hadn't heard from any of my family. Nobody called to wish me a happy birthday. And Ethan was like, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I said, I want to go home and make sure my family's okay because no right. one is talking. And then I drove through my town, Coleman, which is just south of Huntsville where you live. Mm-hmm. And it was destroyed. So yeah, I just weird. remember it took me that night, I think, or the, or the 28th, your birthday, I, it took me forever to get through on the phone to my parents because I was supposed to have a doctor's appointment like in two days. And I was like, I don't know what I'm in, in Huntsville. And I was like, I don't, what's going down? And I finally got a hold of my Aunt Linda who was like, oh no, that's definitely not happening. This city's power is gone. Like, yeah. And then Alex finally got a hold of me. And the first thing they said was, oh, thank God, because they were not able to get a hold of anybody because they were in Ohio at the time. Oh yeah, I forgot they lived in Ohio. And so they, I was the first person they could get a hold of on the phone in Alabama. Um, so it's very reminiscent in that way to that. So it's very like, I mean, my birthdays are never massive celebrations. They're always low key. That's just me. <laughs> oh shit! I am so scared of what you're doing to me. I am terrified. I didn't say anything. That laugh makes me so nervous. Well, you know. <laughs> This well, this birthday. I mean, th- that birthday you're talking about in 2011 was very, you know, it was very much. You knew what was, you know, the, you knew what was the interruption. And this is sort of just like a dormant space of like, don't move. Yeah. So, um, do you have any? Because I mean, do you care if we talk about the number? No, I mean it's just age ain't nothing but a number, baby. Is that how you feel about it? You're 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 leaving your twenties. I am. Um, I don't feel like any profound difference, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I had planned to get a tattoo for this birthday that was kind of a double joke for my twenties that I'd seen on Instagram. It was a tombstone that said, "Well, that was weird," and so I was going to do that with the twenties on it. Because 2020 has been so fucked up so far. And also my 20s were really strange. But Um, you know what, though? You kind of left your 20s in like a blaze of glory (laughs) in a lot of ways, I think. I think because, I mean, you've done a lot this past year. Yeah. I mean, and I did a lot in that in this past decade. Like as far as life experience, my mom points out to me all the time, the things I've gotten to do when I've gotten to this age, like. My family, my parents didn't get to, didn't do a lot of the fun stuff I've done in my twenties. I mean, a lot of people don't get to do a lot of things I've mm-hmm. done. So, on that aspect, I'm like, it was, I mean, I had a pretty interesting life for for the first three decades. Um, there's still a big list, but I don't have like a profound feeling about turning thirty at all. Yeah, I never have that. I never feel that way about New Year's. I never feel that way about my birthday. Like I've never just. <laughs> Yeah, I feel that way about both. I know turning, you do. <laughs> turning 30 for me was exciting, though, because it felt like a new beginning. So Right. So, yeah, this the reason this episode is, you know, the reason I wanted to do um, Birthday in the Bunker Part 2 is mainly because you are just one of the most frequent guests on this show and the the uh the world over the literally dozens and dozens and dozens of people who listen to the show love you dearly and they love it when you come on and we because we have a banter that is you know it's unlike anybody else's because we are so familiar with each other but i want to take a moment to really talk about our friendship because that's important to me (laughs) 
Are you literally going to groan every time I go into anything sentimental? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. But I do really want to ask if you're being sincere or if you're full of shit, if people actually like me being on this thing. Cause I know, I know people, people that I talk to are like, oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, I okay. like that. Like okay. the fact, and it, I even heard somebody one time talk about how they really loved that you and I talk about our obsessions with things because people feel self-conscious about being that elated by something, oh. that emotionally attached to something like that. People love that. We we really did some something interesting there. So. Okay. My favorite quote in regards to that is when Daniel Radcliffe was asked about people being obsessed with Harry Potter. And he said, well, it could be obsessed with a lot worse things. They could be obsessed with heroin. So that's my philosophy on that. That's my philosophy on that. (laughs) (laughs) So as we've learned this year, share is your drug. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Well, it's it's fine. That's a good drug to have. Jerry's still out. (laughs) (laughs) You and I met... In 20, 2009, is that right? Yes. And it was, well, we met in college, which is an interesting thing to say in itself since we're so far away from college now. You're far away from college. I'm not that far away. We met in college in Intro to Creative Writing with Danny Anderson. That was his name? Yeah. The only thing I remember about him was the weirdo way that he would read poetry. Oh, see, I thought he had a fantastic reading voice. Did you? I just always thought he was like, and then the leaf would float into the wind. That's how you're and supposed like, to read poetry. Well, okay. You're supposed to be so, cadence and a rhythm. Well, the way that you feel about sentimentality is the way that I feel about the way people read poetry. Okay. Every time. It like makes me really want to crawl right out of my skin. It's the ASMR factor that you hate. I, I don't know. I mean, ASMR, I guess maybe, yeah, I guess ASMR does kind of make me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, but anyway, yeah, we met in a class that had, it's so funny now that I, I when you really like force yourself to think about that moment, that was a class full of characters. It was. That was probably the most. I remember we had a day where we talked about everyone's fetishes. And yeah. Like it was that class. We would like go early to sit down and chat before the class started. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still friends with a few of the people on Facebook. Not everybody. Um, but yeah, everyone's like it was really it was the first class that I remember. That was very comfortable and everyone got along and could talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was that one girl. <laughs> Who seems to be a little fixated on me. <laughs> yeah. That well, yeah. I don't remember that part, but I know who you're talking about. Um, <laughs> well, I just remember I we were talking about our Halloween costume. Yes, Halloween this is, was this, is the re, this is the reason you got bumped to first class to the bus on the bus to hell. Oh um, yeah. Well, <laughs> We were talking, and then she stopped the entire conversation. She's like, Kyle, Kyle, hey, Kyle, what do you think I should be for Halloween? And I was such an asshole. I was like, I don't know. Be a Mexican hat dancer. Can we make sure that everyone knows that she is, like, blonde hair, blue-eyed? Because that adds a whole other layer to me. Oh, yeah. She's, like, a total, like, a translucent skin vampire lady. Um, like, racial insensitivity of her Halloween costume. <laughs> She comes in wearing a poncho and a sombrero and a fake mustache. <laughs> I think the problem was that she didn't understand sarcasm, which makes me feel sad. Like as an like as the adult I am now, looking back at 
the 21 year old idiot that I was then. Cause I'm like, <laughs> dude, like you did not pick up on the joke. And that makes me sad. Like yeah. I feel like well, I feel bad. I mean, I guess maybe her ability to read sarcasm is it comes from that wreck she had. <laughs> I don't know. I remember that. I remember when we had to write a poem about a fish in a ball on a windowsill. Oh my god. And I did the most dramatic two page, like I can't even think of the style it would technically be called, like abstract like filled with onomatopoeias and all this stuff and you looked at it because it was anonymous the joke with the game was to figure out who wrote what and you looked at that poem and said whoever wrote this is an asshole and i was just like in the corner like oh did i do that i think i did but no one figured it out it was me i wrote that on your paper no you said it out loud (laughs) (laughs) you said it out loud and (laughs) because you're like whoever wrote this and i wasn't making fun of her i was trying to disguise my writing and the Uh, easiest way to the easiest way to do that is to write like someone else that was easy to copy well and that the thing is it's not really i don't really remember her writing style like the voice of her writing so much but i do remember that she would write and she would type it in multi-colors different sizes of font all over the page i don't remember that at all like, that was what you did. You did that. Well, in yeah, that I did mark. it, but I don't remember that being part of her distinctly. Oh, no, no, yeah. Like, she would be, like, she would be writing a sentence, and then she would, like, be writing in 12 font, and then all of a sudden, the word was would be in yellow and in, like, 48 font. And then it would continue. And it was just all over the place. It was so random. And then I knew someone was trying to be like her (laughs) and i was like whoever wrote this was an asshole it was me well i also remember the day that taylor called you out for writing stella von destin all over your notebook in class instead of paying attention (laughs) why this is your birthday i'm not supposed to be embarrassed right now (laughs) oh well you know what i can throw it back at you um i that's I don't remember if we were critiquing your short story or what, but she just blurts out, well, we, well, we know it's him because he's doodling her name all over his paper. <laughs> God. Oh, my gosh. And for some um, reason, you never took creative writing again. I don't understand why. I don't understand why either. Um, but shortly thereafter, you and I, I feel like our friendship really blossomed um in that class we got to be friends it feels like we got to be friends pretty quickly don't you think Mm -hmm. yeah um except when you stood me up to go to a movie with me because you had to go to someone else's party did i do that i don't remember that i had free tickets to go see zombie land at midnight and you were like i am gonna go do something with i don't remember what is what's his name i can't go i'm sorry and i was like you dickhead but i got over it did i really (laughs) i i can't remember who it was it was some guy, but that's all I remember. Well, that's not surprising. <laughs> I I did not have a great, like looking back, I, I did not have a great track record with all that stuff. So I, I've got my priorities straight now. Yeah. <laughs> that guy does not get an episode on my podcast. <laughs> well, we can't even remember his name, so he's not that important. 
Well, I probably remember his name. If well, the, the, well I, I probably remember him. It's just the fact that there were a lot of guys. <laughs> so I don't know which one it was. <laughs> so No, you called yourself out there. You have to own your truth. So yeah, what is something that um, you remember about the about in the early days of our friendship? Zo- was it Zoe's closet? Was that what it was called? Mm-hmm. The, the consignment, consignment shop. shop. I remember going doing that. I remember we frequented Al's at weird hours, like everyone who goes to UAB does. Oh, I know. That's still there. It is, and I feel like if I went back now, I'd be really disappointed in the quality of food because my memory has put it in a place that it's probably not at. Well, that big old <laughs> stuffed potato, that was delicious. Oh, God, that was crack. That was laced with coconut. <laughs> we, like, I mean, I'm certain they've not mopped or cleaned the grill since we left, but... It's the same as the Waffle House scale. The dirtier um, the restaurant, the better the food. Mm-hmm, if you yep. go to a clean Waffle House, they probably just did, like, there's something wrong. It's not right. Mm-hmm go to a dirty waffle house it's fine well you know? right exactly i don't i don't trust a clean waffle house but what was your first react do you remember what your first reaction to me was being now knowing that we're best friends 11 years later do you remember what your first initial thoughts of me were no i remember you telling the class you were by oh god <laughs> That's the earliest memory. And I remember when we went to Zoe's and cause you drove mm-hmm. um, and we listened to the beauty and the beast stage soundtrack. Cause I told, I asked, cause you told me you had been in it recently. Mm-hmm. And um, I asked if you sang and you said you were the prince. So I said, Oh, did you sing if I can't have her? Cause that's my favorite song. And you're like, no, I was the prince, not the beast. And I was like, what? That sounds like fake news, but <laughs> well. I didn't realize that was an option. Cause I'd never seen it where there was two different actors. Um, and then you'd say something about being by when we got back in the car, I said, so when you say you're by and you're like, Oh, you waited until we got back out, out of public. So you didn't have any witnesses or something. And I was like, no, I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that at all, but there's a lot about that particular part of me that I don't remember and that I have rewritten history in my own head. Well, that's fine. Um, to match who I am now. And that's really weird because I'll go back and read my journals and I'm like, oh my God, this is not the story that I tell to people at parties. <laughs> this is not how this is. Like so much so that I ran into an ex. Well, I didn't run into him. I kind of did not handle it well when I saw an ex. Is this the one you duck and covered from? Yeah. I I, I hid behind a counter. Um, As as one does. I mean, that's like a full-fledged adult. Um, But I just, I'd always told everybody he treated me like dirt. And I went, and because I saw him, it made me want to go read, go back and read my journals. And uh, it turns out I did not treat him very well. So, um, but I do remember, I remember about you, When I first met you, like, I was enamored with you. Like, you're so full of shit. I don't believe you. No, I really was. This is is probably something I may not have ever even told you this, but I probably haven't. So I'm going to hide under the covers real quick because I'm like (laughs) terrified of this. (laughs) I was super enamored by you, but you were so different and so, um, so just so unique in such a way. And, we've already established here on the show that um that i was really trying hard to 
be someone I'm not at, at that time. So I was hesitant about being your friend because you were so different from everybody in a, in a way that was just so alluring to me, but I was just like, Oh, and then I remember the next year you took me to Rocky horror, uh, once we became really good friends. Cause I, I eventually just like, was like, I want to be her friend. And it, it felt so natural. You and I just kept kind of falling into one another with hanging out on campus and this and that. And it just felt so natural that I did eventually just was like, whatever I'll be, I'll be, I will lean into this friendship because I want to be friends with her. And then it's been the best part of my life so far, mostly. If that makes any sense. Are you there? Did you just completely go dead? Maybe. <laughs> I'm so not good at this. I'm like so glad this is not in person because I would like be in a fetal position on the floor. But like, you really did. You really helped me to. Okay, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. Just okay. Be, be okay with not being okay because I need the world to know this that it really was you that super duper helped me be okay with being myself because. From the moment I met you, you were wearing rock band t-shirts. You had very dark lipstick and the coolest hair I've ever seen. And it was just fun. It was just fun to be around you all the time, to be around someone who just knew their, their brand and knew their aesthetic and knew what they loved and just lived it out loud every day. What did my hair even look like? Like... You're saying cool hair. I, that, I, I, I appreciate everything you said, but I'm fixated on the fact that you mentioned my hair by pointedly, and I don't even remember what my hair looked like. When we I remember you dyed it dark, and oh. then it was amazing. Oh, okay. That's what I remember, because you had on dark lipstick, and you had on, I mean, I don't know, in your nails, you always had nails painted and stuff, so it was just... It was just really fun getting to know you in that safe, you know sequestered space of college on on campus living so that's all you can you can un, you can relax now okay good talk <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what to say to that <laughs> As I said in the conversation with Sarah, I was in a space at that time where I feel like I was really trying to very, very hard to be someone that I really wasn't. I was trying still to succumb to the pressures of who a lot of people in my life wanted me to be. And it really was during that time with Sarah that I started opening myself up to being who I wanted to be and to being who I knew myself to be rather than what I thought everybody else thought I should be. And I actually remember it was during that time that I had also started hanging out with Ethan shortly thereafter. And one night at an Oscar party, we were all hanging out. I'd invited Sarah to come. It was a program I was doing for the dorm or whatever because I was an, a, um, a resident assistant at the time. And I invited Sarah over and I invited Ethan over, both friends of mine, um, to watch the Oscars at this Oscar party. And it was Sarah who was like, there's something more between you and Ethan. And I was like, no, there's not because we're just friends, whatever. And she goes, nope, I see it. I think there's something more between you two. And so it really was Sarah who gave me the confidence to 
think about being more with Ethan. So I have even my relationship with Ethan after 10 years to think because Sarah gave me the confidence to follow through, maybe pursue it a little bit. So I want to thank Sarah for that. And now Ethan would like to say a few words about Sarah from his own heart. Happy birthday, Sarah. It's Ethan. Uh, congratulations on hitting 30. Uh, from everything that I hear, that's the big year where you really start living life. And I can't wait to hit, to hit it, and you and Kyle already have, so congrats. Um, I just wanted to tell you that I'm super grateful for the friendship that you and I have. I feel really privileged to know you, um, and I'm even more grateful, in a way, for yours and Kyle's friendship. Um, I know that all of this whole thing is making you just cringe your teeth out, but you do just mean so much to him. And I see, especially when he's working on this episode um, for your birthday, I've just seen how much he cares about you and how much he wants to do right by you. And just his face lights up as he's working on this episode. And that speaks for itself, I think. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I can thank you for falling in love with RuPaul's Drag Race and uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, and you and I have a shared love of beauty and skincare and all that good stuff, um, and I look forward to many, many, many more years of your visiting us here in LA and us texting each other and Marco Poloing each other very in-depth, serious conversations about the latest episode of Drag Race and having Kyle look at me and saying, what are you talking about? And then I get to look at him and say, she's talking to me, not you. Happy birthday. After about a year and a half of friendship, you and I and Genevieve Morgan decided to live together in a house. Okay, let's rephrase that. You thought it'd be a great idea if we got a house together. <laughs> I don't remember that being my idea. It was, it was 110% your sitcom fantasy idea. It, oh, it was really super was Three's Company. It was wife. that. That's what. Yes, that's. It was your idea. It was not a bad idea. It was an interesting idea, but it was a hundred and ten percent your idea. Well, I'm glad I did it. <laughs> Are you glad we did it? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I just wanted on the record whose idea it was. <laughs> okay, okay, it was mine. I it was my glorious idea. Um, Our house so, was so haunted. It was super haunted all the time. Um, and also we found found out that a homeless man was living in our basement. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. You don't remember that? We went because we were just about to move out after that full full year of living there. We went we never went into that basement because there was no indoor access to it. It was only out the back stairs and down the back. Um Oh, you're so not remembering all of this at all. <laughs> what do you mean? Okay, so we didn't wait that long because we had gone down there because we had washer and dryers. We we're gonna try to hook up, um, and this was this was not that long into because this was when we had Elfie, so it had to be at least three months in because we hooked up the washer and dryer, but the washer kept flooding, and it was because when you went into the basement, there was just a pipe that was at a weird angle that just dumped oh. the water straight into the un into the unfilled basement, whatever you call it, the, the dirt basement. Yeah, um, unfinished basement. But there was shit down there because of the weirdos that had lived there prior who, like, just abandoned it unkept. I distinctly remember going down there just before we left and finding fresh pizza and soda. 
Okay, I don't remember that part. I remember I the remember fleas. That. Oh, we had a lot of fleas. Do you remember the vine, the 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 Audrey two that grew into my window? That and the one that grew up through the floorboards where our toilet was in Jenny's and mine's bathroom. I am baffled. Like, at what was acceptable to us at like twenty one years old? <laughs> well, we were desperate because the other house we wanted to get the your your landlord rented it out from under us. Oh, that's true. The one with the swimming pool that was so cute. It was so, that was the craziest house. It was like split level 16 different ways. There were rooms everywhere. And Mandy, Mandy was going to be our fourth renter. She was going to mm -hmm. be the fourth bedroom. And when she went to go look at it, they're like, oh, we've already let uh, leased it out. And we're like, uh, excuse you. Yeah. But, and I was I like, I remember get, getting the call and the, you texted me in the middle of class and I stepped out of class crying because I was like, where the fuck are we going to live? Right. I do remember that now. And our landlord died without anyone telling us. <laughs> oh, yeah. He just dropped dead. And that lady just kept running the business. I'm like, this is, it's not your name on the door. Um, what else and, do you remember about us living together? Um, I remember the dead possum in our air vent, in our AC unit. And she called me in the library five times in one day with the step-by-step -step of it getting removed. I remember that. <laughs> Just take it out. Why are you going to tell me about it? I don't remember I, that. Well, because she was calling me. <laughs> um, <laughs> she was calling me, and I'm like, I have a paper to write. Could you just, like, get rid of the fucking possum in our AC unit and be done with it? Um, <laughs> I remember the night that I came home from work, you had left a random light on to scare me to say you hadn't done it because you said it was a ghost, but... And a poster had fallen off the wall, but the biggest problem was the fact that the door had not been locked on by the last person who left. And so I come home, there's a po fallen poster up the wall, a weird ass lights on and the door's unlocked. And I come in and I'm just like, I called my dad because I was like, uh, I think someone broke in, but there's nothing missing. Oh and no, I don't remember. I was a prankster, wasn't I? It was, except it was, it was a combination. It was you, the poster had fallen and you didn't put it back up. You left the weird light on and then Jenny didn't lock the door. And I called, well, and I also, and I was just like, and I was home alone by myself. And I was like, the fuck is happening? Cause you were staying the night out somewhere else. And I was just like, oh my God. I mean, the house would have been so cute if it had been properly taken care of. I like my memories of it are really funny and fond because of that. Because I was like, that house has such cute potential. Oh, oh, you want to hear something? I remember the puzzle that sat on the bench for mm. 13 months that we couldn't get rid of because somebody was going to frame it. I know, Jenny's weird. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I had a puzzle phase. I don't know what to tell you. But it wasn't just the puzzle phase. It was the fact that it was the puzzle in the puzzle mat rolled up that sat there for 13 months because you were going to frame it. <laughs> and what happened? It hit the dumpster. It sure did. Gone. It surely <laughs> did. Um... Uh, I remember that was the year that Adele's 21 album came out because we listened to the shit out of that so much. We sure did. We the, Adele was like blaring in that house all the time. Do you remember when Jenny made butter beer or not butter beer? Um, beer bread. Beer bread. And the cats got drunk off of it? No. And you've told me this story and I, I don't know where I was. 
I don't I remember that. Yeah, she made beer ba- beer bread, and the batter. Oh, this is such like a like a nursery rhyme. The beer the batter from the beer bread was laying in, on the table, um, and I walked in there, and Benny and Elfie were both licking the beer batter. And then they were stumbling around that gigantic house. I remember um, season four of Drag Race was that year. Cause we yeah, had that was we had, a, we had a party to watch the finale, and that was the first year that they did a live announcement of the winner at the reunion, not on the finale, because we had all, because this is how stupid, this is how, like, not, I don't want to say stupid, this is how goofy we were. We would we dressed up and, like, had people over with wine, and we're going to watch mm-hmm. this finale. We're like, Sharon Needles is going to win it, and then they're like, the, the winner will be announced at the reunion next week, and we were all just like, Oh yeah, that was we were dressed up ready with champagne. We were like ready to party. And we did my one and only the one and only seance I've ever had in that that house. Yeah. And I appreciated our logic and forethought to do that on the last night we stayed so nothing like bad would go down if it like backfired. Mm -hmm. But that was really emotional. Like it was really like my memories of it, I guess, were emotional because I still had like the sensation and everything was still there. Do you still have that Ouija board? I do. I still have the Ouija board here. Ethan, every time we move, Ethan thinks I have gotten rid of it. And then we unpack boxes. He goes, Why does this keep coming back? Because <laughs> like, I didn't get rid of it. You might need it. Um, you never know when you need to contact the dead. And that is just well, good planning. I will say, in my. Like, because I watch paranormal shows to end up all, all the time. The level of respect you have for the craft and the unknown and all that, I think, plays a major factor in it. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think we, to my knowledge, had any negative repercussions on us from doing it. But all those shows you watch where they're like, yeah, I just dicked around with a Ouija board drunk one night. And blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, yeah, that, that's why you have a demon attached to you now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> because you did not treat it with respect. Word. Another thing that I really love about that time when me and Sarah were getting to know one another was that I was also getting to know Ethan, and Ethan was getting to know my friends, and I was getting to know Ethan's friends, and we were all getting to know Sarah's friends that we all had brought from different parts of our life. For instance, Ethan's best friend in all the world was Mandy Shannara, who was on last week's episode, and during that time, Sarah and Mandy became friends, and... It was also during that time that I met two of Sarah's friends that were very, very important to her, Alex and Jesse. Alex and Jesse were friends with Sarah since junior high, and I met Alex first, and then I met their sister, Jesse, a little bit later. And of course, no episode celebrating Sarah would be complete without hearing from them. Sarah? your friend Alex. Sarah, we have known each other now for over half our lives. And I can genuinely say that I never really gave a lot of thought to having a true lifelong friend until you and I got to college and I realized 
can't let this one go. <laughs> and she's not going to let me go. And that has been such a paradigm shift for me. We have seen each other through moves across state lines and dating snafus and so much growth and triumph and trauma and I, I genuinely can't conceive of a world now where I managed any of that without you. I especially because it was so hard in the beginning for sure when we were terrified teenagers in middle school neither of us were medicated and I know I in particular had some deep issues that even my family a lot of people in my family didn't know about and you stuck by me and saw me through and with the benefit of you know the wisdom of our 30s and hindsight i i just i can't reiterate enough how much i want to spend the rest of our lives doing right by you after all that you did for me and continue to do for me you're compassionate and passionate and just just the, the best friend the truly the greatest friend i could have ever hoped for I wish we could do all the things you wanted to do for your birthday. I wish we could get tattoos and go to an escape room and watch movies and eat a bunch of pudding. And someday when we reach the new normal, we will we'll do it. We'll do all of it um, for sure. In the meantime, I hope your birthday is at least reasonably peaceful. I hope you can get some good rest and, and healing in these trying times. Uh, obviously, I expect to, uh, to check in on you, um, and someday we'll, we'll do it right. Here's to our 30s, and here's to 30 more. Well, I guess you know what's coming. Ethan's recorded a message. Alex recorded a message for you. And I just mentioned Jesse. Yep. That's right. Jesse's here too. Take it away, Jesse. Happy birthday, Sarah. One of my best friends in the whole wide world. <laughs> this is Jesse, if you couldn't have guessed. And I'm just so proud of you for making it another year in this wacky world that we're living in, whatever timeline that was chosen. And I can't wait to see you after all of this lifts up at whatever point um, and when that happens it's on we're gonna go do all the escape rooms and look at all the animals in the zoos um, but anyway until then I hope you stay safe and get lots of Sweeney and Elfie loves <laughs> I almost said hugs um, they can't hug you um, head pets but they're whatever I'm rambling now okay love you happy birthday I will say that one thing that was really phenomenal that's come out of all this quarantining is, like I said before, we've been playing games and stuff at night with friends, and I've really gotten to know Jesse and Alex a lot through playing um, Jackbox games and 
games on the app House Party, which is another app that everybody's using now that we're in quarantine to just hang out and see each other's face and talk. Um, but it's been really fun to get to know them, and I'm so glad that they could be here to celebrate your birthday with me, Sarah. And Jesse mentioned uh, Elfie and Sweeney, which are Sarah's cats. And this seems like a very opportune time to talk about her cats, one of which she adopted when we were living together back in Birmingham, Alabama, named Elphaba, Elphaba Bellatrix, but we call her Elfie. And she's got another one named Sweeney. I know it touches the heart of all those pet owners out there because our pets really do give us the most tender moments of our lives. And they are with us when we are lonely or when we're happy or when we're just cuddled up watching TV or when we're recording a podcast. And I was so excited because I captured a moment that I know every pet owner has experienced at one time or another with Sarah while recording this episode. Don't step on the computer, dickhead. We've had a lot of adventures together over the last 11 years. Yeah. What what is uh what would be your favorite, do you think? Um or top 3. Top 3. I mean, I would still say my favorite probably would be the drive to California it was a lot of fun. Mhm. Kind of like once in a lifetime wild, you know. <laughs> messy experience do you know what do you know what just popped into my head about that whole thing about the fact that we left your cat in the car so we could go look in the grand canyon (laughs) that sounds so inhumane when you say it like that but i remember we went we drove through amarillo and I still don't know why I did that. <laughs> well, it, and this is something I think everyone listening can appreciate. When you just get punch drunk after a long day of doing something, like we were driving all day, and we stopped. I think it was like a Carl's Jr. or a Hardee's, and we we went through a drive through. You and I were in my car, and Ethan and my cousin were in his car, and we were pulling out. And you know how you, when you're punch drunk, you, you just say words. You say words because they sound funny in your head. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody does it, but for some reason you did it that night. And it was the funniest thing that has ever been said ever in the history of humankind to me for some reason. <laughs> I said, you said something. I was like, oh, I haven't eaten since Amarillo. And you go, am I dick? <laughs> No, I remember. Okay, it was we were leaving an Arby's. Leaving an Arby's. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I do faintly remember that. Um, Because the other one you mentioned the other day that I still remember was the one from when we watched Misery, and I have no recollection of watching that movie with you. You did. You were. We were watching Misery. and this guy was in the middle of in the middle of a snowstorm, or it had snowed a lot. And he was trying to go down a bank, and he kept like clopping down the bank on the snow, and he kept falling. And it was it was just it, it, a moment to show that he's a bumbling idiot. 
and you had not said anything and you weren't even really invested in the movie you were on your phone and then you look up and you go Ugh, tuck and roll bitch <laughs> <laughs> that is that in a nutshell is is the nature of yours and my friendship i think in a lot of ways we just chime in whenever we got something important to say but we're always there <laughs> yeah the friendship that you and i have it's the gift that keeps on giving fuck you fuck you and your gift I'm sorry sorry to the listeners I'm filling this moment with inside jokes you know what my parents still quote all the time that you said when we were when I was living still in the dorms at UAB that you have no idea what when you need a helmet (laughs) I made I I got context yeah okay so you were biking around campus and I said something about wearing a helmet, and you said, "I don't need a helmet." I said, "You need a you need a helmet." And you said, "You need a helmet." <laughs> <laughs> and my parents still quote that. And my mom asked me the other day, "Did you know that they still say that?" Because for whatever reason, they thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And so they How just they bring- hear about it, huh? How did they even know about it? They weren't like, there. I, told, I know. I to- must have told them that you because you said it because it was funny. Because you kind of look, you kind of did like the side eye up and down look and said, you need a helmet. And <laughs> and so they just say that all the time. They just say it for no reason? Well, like it'll just be like an interjection into something like if you're they're like something stupid's happened and they'll just be like, you need a helmet. Like, I don't, it's hard to explain. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could do that for your family. It has been so much fun to to go on these adventures with you. Oh, wait. You only told one adventure. What are the other two? Disneyland was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. That was was a very long day, but it was a lot of fun. I told you. You were like, there's no way we're going to stay at Disneyland for 15 hours. And I'm like, you think that. But Disneyland is intoxicating. And we did. We stayed for like 15 or 16 hours at Disneyland. That was just this past year. You were supposed to already come back, but coronavirus. Well, now instead of coming back, I'm going to hopefully go to Las Vegas in October. Um, no offense to you. But that's fine. That's not, what, that's not what I'm doing for my birthday. That's what you're doing for your birthday is coming to, going to Las Vegas? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have tickets with mom. Exciting tickets for. I mean, I love that the the listeners know that you don't have tickets for Las Vegas. You have tickets for share. I do have tickets for share for mom and I to go. Everybody's like, yeah, tickets. When you say tickets, you mean share. Yes. So I'm gonna. Mom and I. Mom said, "What do I want to do for my birthday?" We need to plan a trip because Josh Osmond Corn is on week eight of working from home. I think this week will be week eight. Um, mm-hmm. And she needs a trip. And I said, I yeah. want to go to Vegas and see Cher. And, mom, and she was like, okay. And all hopes that this actually happens. So as a birthday gift to me, I need everyone who's listening to sit down and stay the fuck home between now and October. Cause that's when I'm going. So 
since the beginning of Sarah's time here on the show, we've been hearing stories about her mother, Zsa Zsa, and all the adventures she and her mother take together and all the things that Zsa Zsa gets into and Zsa Zsa's new house and making sure that everybody likes it. And now I'm so excited because this is a treat for everybody, including Sarah. I present to you the one and only Zsa Zsa. Hey guys, this is Jaja popping in to say hello and to say happy birthday to my wonderful daughter, Sarah. This is a big birthday you're celebrating, and um, I do look forward to celebrating it with you at a socially distanced gathering um, for dinner, possibly, and, uh, and birthday cake. And then, of course, we will be celebrating it later this year with our trip to Las Vegas, which I'm looking forward to. So 30 years ago, you gave me the gift of making me a mother. And it was just something I always wanted to be, and I always secretly wanted to be the mother of a daughter. And so when you finally did get here, um, we were just so happy. There's never been a, a baby that was more anticipated than you. Um, even though you were 19 days late and you came out a whopping nine pounds, 14 and a half ounces, and your father was so proud that you were the biggest baby in the nursery because you could beat up all the other babies, which weirdly enough seemed important to him. So I guess it's a guy thing. Anyway, you have grown up to be a wonderful young woman, <clears throat> smart, uh, strong. I, I admire so much about you and, uh, here I'm choking up again. Uh, I admire you and appreciate you, love traveling with you, love spending time with you. So um, as I tell you all the time, you will never have to wonder how your mother feels about you because I think it shows. Anyway, uh, enjoy your birthday, and uh, I look forward to being with you. Love you a bunch. Jaja. Um, something that you have brought to my attention over this over the course of this last year is that you and I have a friendship that is very similar to fr to share and her best friend. Oh, that's a, oh my god. <laughs> So what would you, what, you did, you have said that it reminds you of mine and your friendship. So in what the, way? The banter between them, like. Mm -hmm. Be gentle. You know, Cher listens to the show. I mean, obviously she does. This is her favorite show. Um, <laughs> Cause I'm a fucking delight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I said that to someone on Facebook the other day and he said, calm down, sugar tits. And I was like, I don't know how to take this. So I'm good now. Like the, the, the conversation ends here. I don't know how to react to that. Well, I love it. I love that you send me, her name is pa Paulette, right? Paulette Howell. Yes. Paulette Howell. I love that you um, send me videos of her and Cher all the time. Makes me happy. I think the, the band, like the videos that Paulette like does when she goes on tour with Cher, like just to be there with her just because mm -hmm. it's fun. The banter is what reminds me of you and me because they kind of like do that friendly bitching at each other, mm -hmm. <laughs> which we do all the time. Like just, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. We do. Oh, oh. man. 
Well, and they've I, been friends 47 years. So 47 years. I was going to say, I hope that you and I can still be kicking it strong like Paulette and Cher are when we're in our late 60s, early 70s. just like to take this moment to celebrate the sheer acting skills of me. If you rewind this podcast just a few minutes, you'll hear me uncertain of what Cher's best friend's name is, but Paulette is it? Huh. I knew because prior to this episode, Paulette and I had been in conversation Yep, that's right. The friendship between Sarah and Kyle is now in conversation with the friendship between Cher and Paulette, officially. And when Paulette found out that it was Sarah's birthday, she asked me personally to deliver a message. Hey, Sarah, happy 30th birthday. Kyle told me it was your birthday, and I hope this year is terrific and you get all your wishes, that they all come true. Happy birthday, babe. I don't mean to point out the obvious areas where Sarah and I are now hobnobbing with the elite of Hollywood, but the proof is in the tape. Happy birthday, Sarah. Last year on my birthday, I ended up in Knoxville, Tennessee with Alex and Jesse, and we did an escape room because we were supposed to go to the Birmingham Zoo, but it rained instead, so we went in a different direction. Um, (laughs) I went to the zoo. I went to the San Diego Zoo last year for my birthday. Yeah, so it's like even little stuff like that, it's like you can't really plan for because even if stuff opens back up, I don't really trust to go outside in the real world yet. Um, But I am very hopeful that more adventures will come probably next year, maybe not this year. Yeah, maybe not this year, but... There's still a lot of stuff I'd like to go to, like, but I'm a little hesitant to make plans, unfortunately. Well, we'll just keep Marco Poloing each other and... Playing hangout games. Playing hangout games. House, last night. house party, not hangout. Oh, yeah. House party. And, um, yeah, house party games. Um, last night, we played some games. And four times, I had to do a backflip over the couch. Quote, unquote, backflip. And, quote, unquote, <laughs> had to. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. Brace yourself. Why? Because I'm going to get sentimental again. Motherfucker. Just for a second. I wanna. Um, because we've reached the end of the show. And um, I could just take out my headphones and not hear it. <laughs> you, could. you shouldn't, because this is for you. Uh, I just wanted to thank you for your friendship over these last 11 years, because it, it's really changed the trajectory of my life. And you're really special to me. And... It makes me quite, kind of emotional to know that I have such a great best friend. I did take out my hand out, headphones up, but I was trying not to make a gagging noise. <laughs> really hard. Really? It doesn't just make you uncomfortable. It makes you revolted. 
And that's my reaction to being uncomfortable is like it's like it's like throwing making throwing up. Oh um, no, I love you, but that's as much as you're gonna get out of me right now. That's fine. I don't need any more because you know I was I was thinking about it. Like we we over these last eleven years, we know each other's families. We know you know I love Jaja, and your father is very nice and special to me too. Um, and you were going to a share concert with my cousin that got canceled because of COVID-19. So I know. And I'm so sad. And you know, so. I'm so sad for Leon. I was really looking forward to doing that. Me too. I mean, maybe there'll be other adventures. There'll be, I mean, I'm sure share will come to a show to a city near you at some point after this is all over. And the two of you can go and have the time of your life. But it's just, it just means a lot to me that we have sort of infiltrated ourselves into each other's families and into each other's daily lives. And I love that you are really the most, other than Ethan, you're the most consistent person I talked to throughout this entire quarantine. And, you know, we talked every, every other day or so before the quarantine and we'll be talking every other day or so at least after the quarantine. So I just really love our friendship and I'm really proud of it. Yeah. And just to let you know, when you make it big, Mm-hmm. I don't care how much I love you. I'm never going to be in a damn workout video that you try to put out. Because Paula, Paula did that for share, and I love you, but I don't think I'm at that level. I'm sorry. You're oh never going to get me in a workout video. <laughs> what if I get Cher and Paula to be in it too? I'll be the art, art, do the artistic direction for the workout video. I'm not getting on camera. <laughs> you well, cannot make me I not convincing. I, that's where I'm drawing the line in the sand. <laughs> for sure. I mean, I, 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 you know, you could go so far as to be like, sure, if you can get Cher and Paulette to be in it, I'll be in it too, because that's never going to happen. <laughs> never but, say never. <laughs> You're right. Never say never. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to take an hour to let the world know that you mean a lot more to me than just discussions and rants. So oh, happy nice. birthday, kiddo. And I look forward to my my torture gift on Wednesday. Well, by the time this comes out, you'll have already gotten it. So, And we may not be friends anymore. Anyway. Depending on what it is. <laughs> oh, I think we'll be great friends. Okay. <laughs> you might even say... We would be bosom buddies. <laughs> it's an old Lucy reference. I was going to say, if that's a hint to the gift, I don't want to brawl from you. No, no, no. She was in, Lucy was in, your obsession is share. My obsession is Lucy and Lucy was in Mame and Mame and bosom buddies is a song in Mame. So. Okay. So it was a bad joke. <laughs> just about to the end of our episode of birthday in the bunker part two sarah cooper but before we go there's a couple of people i really want to thank first i want to thank alex and jesse for coming in and giving sarah some birthday wishes on the show i'm really super happy that i could get them on the show finally and i'd really love it if i could get them on a whole episode coming up sometime soon because i know they have lots of opinions and things to say they'd have to sarah's their best friend i'd also like to thank ethan for giving sarah a shout out on their birth on her birthday 
Um, special, special, special thanks to Jaja. Uh, I didn't know if we would even ever have her on the show, but now that I've had a little taste of Jaja, I'm thinking I might like to have a full episode. And of course, I've got to give a big, big thank you to Paulette Howell, who went above and beyond in giving Sarah a big shout out and happy birthday. It means a lot to me, Paula, and I know that it meant a lot to Sarah as well. If you like the music from today's episode, the songs were All I Really Want to Do by Cher. The, in particular, that was from her 2004 Las Vegas tour, and also Bosom Buddies from the motion picture Mame, starring Lucille Ball and B. Arthur. Both songs can be downloaded on iTunes. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at Kyle L. Henderson. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me also at Kyle L. Henderson. If you love Sarah and you want to give her a happy birthday shout out, do it on Twitter at Sarah Cat Cooper or on Instagram at Sadie May 57. Later on in the show, you're going to hear about a foundation called the Linda D. Foundation. Sarah has chosen that to be a foundation that she would like gifts given in her honor for her birthday. And I hope you enjoyed today's show, and please rate and subscribe the show on iTunes, and I'll see you next time. Well, did you get a birthday cake for your birthday yet? Um, I bought ice cream. <laughs> That's good. I think I'm going to use your birthday as a, uh, an excuse to eat more cake than I need to. I need to go oh, to the grocery store. Lots and I bought, I bought wine, and I started drinking it last night when we played the house party games so i do think i don't drink enough so i'm gonna go to the grocery store and i'm gonna buy some wine and some cake and then i'm gonna eat it in honor of your birthday here you go if you don't want to buy me a present i have a facebook fundraiser for a foundation that is near and dear to my heart for the city of huntsville and the state of alabama called the linda d foundation and donate Mm. to that instead of buying me a present I love that. Yes. Go to uh, Facebook page, Linda D foundation and donate today in honor of Sarah's birthday. All right, let's go get some cake. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell you the truth? Though now and again I'm aware that my candid opinion may sting, Though often my frank observation might scald. I've been meaning to tell you for years, you should keep your hair natural like mine. If I kept my hair natural like yours, I'd be bald. But, darling, we'll always be dear companions. My crony. My mate. We'll always be harmonizing Orphan Nanny and Sandy Like Amos and Andy If I say that your sense of style's As far off as your youth It's simply that Who else but a bosom buddy 
Hey, lady. Happy birthday. Was that it? 